In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, today is the 245th anniversary of the birth of our country, the United States of America. And it's so important for us as Catholics to understand the duties that we owe to our country and the respect and homage that we, ha we should have towards it and have a certain balance in our attitude towards our country. We have to love our country, not hate it. We have to be patriotic to our country, but not idolize it. We are all citizens of the United States of America, and for most of us, this is the country that we were born in, this is the country where we were raised, and this is the country where we will die one day. So it's crucial for us to love our country, but have the proper Catholic perspective on it. So those are really the two things that I want to consider today on this 4th of July of 2021. First of all, why we must honor our country. And then secondly, the proper balance to have in doing so. St. Thomas Aquinas actually considers this question of patriotism in his Summa Theologica under the, the topic of piety, the virtue of piety. Piety, he explains, is the homage we give to those who have given us what we are and who take care of us. Those people who have somehow conferred upon us our being, and then secondly, who govern us. And he asks how much we, we, we owe them a debt. He explains we, we owe them a debt. And whenever you owe a debt to somebody, you need, you need to pay them honor. You need to honor them. And then he goes on to ask the question, well, how much honor, how much homage am I bound to give to those who um, have given me what I am and who govern me? And he says, well, it really it depends upon two things. First of all, it depends on the excellence of the one who's conferring these benefits upon you. How great is the person who is giving you these benefits of being who you are and, and leading you towards a right order of behavior. And then secondly, you look at the goods that you're being given, the gifts. How, in what way am I being gifted by these persons? What is the excellence of the gifts that have been bestowed upon me? And then he goes on, of course, to point out that it's for, for this reason that we pay the highest homage to God. We look at, first of all, how excellent is God? Well, he is, he is the supreme being. He is the supreme good. He is in charge of all reality. There is no greater good than God. There's no one more excellent than God. And then secondly, when we consider the goods that we receive in this life, the greatest goods that we receive come from God himself. We receive our very being from God. We receive our life from God. Of course, you may say, I need to honor my parents because my parents give me life. Well, your parents gave you your body, but God created your soul. And God gave to your parents the very ability that they have to give you life. So being your creator is greater, is a greater gift to you than someone being your parent. And so for these, these reasons, we have to give the supreme homage to God because he is the most excellent 
of our benefactors, and he gives us the greatest goods that we have, greater than any goods that anybody else has given us. So the piety that we have towards God must be greater than the piety we have towards anyone else. So while we recognize that, that we owe God the supreme homage, yet there are others who confer upon us the goods, the various goods, and who have a certain excellence. I've already mentioned your parents. That's why um, you, you have to pay homage to your parents. No matter, I mean, they, they no doubt have their faults and, and so on, but they will always be your parents and you will always be in debt to them. No matter what happens, you have to pay, you have a duty to, to render them reverence and honor. But then also, our country, the United States of America, it has a certain greatness, and it also gives us certain goods. The greatness of the United States of America, I think it would be too much to say that our country is the greatest ever. I mean, sometimes you hear this rhetoric, especially with conservative talking, talking heads. They say, like, the United States is, like, the greatest country that ever existed. I mean, we as Catholics, we feel like that the Catholic countries, the Catholic countries that existed during the Middle Ages, were greater than the United States of America, um, be, be precisely because they had, they were built on Catholic principles and not Freemasonic or Protestant principles. Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I, I think we wouldn't say that, that the United States of America is the greatest country that ever existed. Yet, at the same time, we have to recognize that our country has accomplished many great things. It has many wonderful places, many wonderful resources, and the people of the United States of America have their own virtues. If you look at the different countries, and you live in different countries, you see that there's, a, there's national characteristics for each country. And, and the, the key characteristic of the American people is a very great generosity. Americans have a very generous spirit about them, very hardworking, um, very uh, sacrificial in, in their generosity. So, I mean, these things make our country worthy of honor. It may, may, makes um, uh, it, it a country um, deserving of some honor on our part, um, the, this, this greatness of the country that we belong to. Then secondly, the goods. What kind of goods do we receive? Well, we receive many goods from our country, the United States. Um, there's a great material prosperity in our country. Our country provides its citizens with many opportunities that are not uh, available elsewhere. Our, our country protects us, it provides us a, a peaceful place to live in. Um, nice, nice roads, you know, nice stores, uh, so, so many things that, that are possible for us as Americans um, that are great benefits for our life. And for that reason, we owe the United States of America our, our homage and our, our honor because of the greatness of our country and the benefits that we receive from it. Um, we have a duty to pay our country homage. Um, your, your country is like an extension of your family. It is your fatherland. And so we have a duty to support our country by paying our taxes. And we do not hesitate to say to people that we are citizens of the United States. We salute our flag. Um, we sing the national anthem. We say the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, in, in our school in Denver, 
we, the, the, the children, they say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning before they start classes. This is the same thing that happened when I attended St. John's here in, in Louisville. We said the Pledge of Allegiance before we, we start our day. We say our prayers to God, and then we pledge our allegiance to our country. And as, as good citizens, as, as dutiful citizens of, of our country, we seek the interests of our country above everybody else. I mean, we, America is first in our hearts as citizens of the United States. Um, we hopefully, if we're running a business, we put America ahead of, of the interests of, of other countries. We, we don't favor other countries ahead of the United States um, in all that we do. So this is the proper honor that we should pay, duties that we have towards our country. And it concerns the practice of the fourth commandment. It would be wrong to shirk these duties, not to pray for our country, not to serve our country um, in our respective capacities. At the same time, it's important that we keep the proper order in the piety that we show to our country. Um, because of the reasons that I have given, we must always have the, the homage that we pay to God above the homage that we pay to our country. And this is how we can get things in reverse if, if somehow we put God below our country. When sort of God and country line up together, then we are truly blessed indeed. Whenever any of our authorities above us are following the will of God, when then we, we both um, follow God and them at the same time, and that's, that's the way it's meant to be. But when the authorities that are above us um, go against, they use their authority against God, then we are, we are left with a choice. Who am I going to follow? Am I going to follow God, or am I going to follow this merely human authority? And of course, the right choice to be made in all these situations is that we follow God above the human authority. God, the homage that we give to God must always be our top priority above all other priorities. So if your father or your mother wants you to do evil, then you must not do it. You must do what God wants you to do. He doesn't want you to do evil. He doesn't want you to commit sin. If the men uh, in the church are doing evil, if your priest is doing evil, you must not follow them because you must serve God uh, above man. First of all, serve God. And then if your country is doing evil, the same holds true. You, you, you must not follow your country in evil out of a sense of false homage that, that is owed to your country. It can never be good to follow anyone against God, whether that be your loved ones, whether it be your religious leaders, or whether it be your government leaders. You must never follow anyone in evil because you must serve God above all things. So this is why our Catholic faith comes first. It comes before and above our status as Americans. Uh, we are Catholics first and Americans second. Um, truth be told, I mean, that's the way it should be. And when we can be faithful to both, both our faith and our country, uh, we will do so. We must do so. But when we, they are in conflict, we must be faithful to our Catholic faith and our God first, and in our, in our country only second. This is the problem of the heresy called Americanism, is the, the Americanists were somehow wanting to place the United States of America above their Catholic faith. 
they pretended to put it on the same level as the Catholic faith, but in fact they were putting it above the Catholic faith by um, kind of making America to be um, their religion, making the fact that they are American to be their religion, and sort of like, no matter what America does, no matter what America is, I'm following it. Right or wrong, I'm with the United States of America. This is, this is the Americanist problem, and um, it was a false set of priorities. So, to, just to give it a, a couple of examples um, of, of the spirit of America lining up with our Catholic faith and the spirit of America not lining up with our Catholic faith. If, if we look at the preamble to the Declaration of Independence, he's like, um, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all, all men are um, endowed by their creator with the, with the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So it's stating that, that we have rights that come directly from God. The life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, and we completely and totally agree with that. Um, that, that these rights, that, that, God, that our rights as human beings ultimately do not come from any government or any human person, but they come from God himself. So this, this statement in our Declaration of Independence is something we would completely and utterly agree with as Catholics and want to follow, and we would want to live up to that spirit. But then when we turn to the First Amendment, which gives, quote-unquote, liberty of speech and liberty of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, we have to say this is something that is not Catholic. Believe it or not, it is not Catholic to say that everyone has a right to say whatever they want to say, or that everyone has a right to practice whatever religion they want. This is not Catholic teaching. This is against Catholic teaching. The church teaches that there is no right to do wrong. So if you want to speak a lie, if you want to speak a slander, if you want to speak a libel or, or, or write a libel, whatever, you have no right to do that. God has not given you a right to do wrong. If you want to practice the religion of Islam, or you want to practice the religion of the Jehovah's Witnesses, or whatever false religion, God has not given you a right to practice those religions. So for the First Amendment to say that everyone has the natural right to practice the religion of their choice, or to say whatever they want to say, is false. It's not a true principle. It's not a Catholic teaching. And in, in that, we would not want to, to follow the spirit of our country. Um, so, you know, the freedom that was written into that First Amendment should not have included the freedom to sin. There is no freedom to sin. No one has given to them by God a freedom to sin. But it's in there, and now, in the name of that freedom, people are demanding the freedom to commit just about any sin whatsoever. And that's, that's why eventually we come to this point in our secular democracy today where you have this strange situation where so many things are being approved that are wrong and even abominable, whether it be fornication, uh, adultery, um, divorce, birth control, abortion, homosexuality, nudity, pornography, change of gender, destruction of property through riots, lying, constant lying through the media, violence, hate, cancel culture, whatever it may be, we, we, we've come to that point precisely because the, the founding charter of our country 
acknowledged or tried to acknowledge that each individual has the right to commit sin. And they didn't say, no, you have a right to do what's good and virtuous, but you have no right to do what's wrong and against the law of God. And if you just sort of over a period of time work out the logical consequences of that thought, you come to a society that has to permit and approve pretty much anything anybody wants to do. So we have no duty to approve these things just because they are approved by the leaders of our country. On the contrary, we have the duty to oppose them because they are opposed to God, whom we must serve, first of all, above all things, from whom we receive all good things and with whom we hope to spend our eternity. So in those areas where there's this conflict between the spirit of our country and the spirit of God, the spirit of our Catholic faith, um, we have to choose God above our country. So, my dear faithful, um, we have a duty to, to give homage and reverence to our country because it has a certain greatness in it and it's given us so many good things. At the same time, we must have this balance in the way that we show homage to our country. We must not follow it blindly when it goes against the principles of our Catholic faith and against God. The best thing that we can do as traditional Catholics for our country is to live as good Catholics while at the same time being good citizens. It's not our duty to fix our country. We, don't, we definitely don't have that power to sort of reform our, our amendments or our constitution, um, but it is our duty to pray for our country and serve our country. We have to pray for good leaders. We have to pray for the reformation of our laws and even for the reformation of the principles on which our country was founded. And I, I think perhaps the greatest contribution we can make um, besides living as good Catholics individually is to form these, these Catholic communities that have strong Catholic communities, which are something of a miracle today, where you have many families with, with many children who are living the Catholic faith, are trying to serve God to the best of their ability, our country has the greatest need of people like you who understand their Catholic faith and want to live their Catholic faith and want to raise good Catholic families. That's the thing our country needs the most. So I invite you to, to live up to that, that calling that you have of being a Catholic. Try to live as a good Catholic in this country in which you were born. Um, live as, as a good Catholic while being an American, and that way you will serve both God and country, and we can continue to pray that one day from sea to sea in this, in this great country, um, the, the praise of Christ the King will be heard. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.